Hello and welcome back. This is our second episode of year 2020. How's it going, guys? We are joined with Dan, as always. How's it going, Dan? What's up, guys? How's it going? How are you? I'm so glad to be here with you guys right now. 2020 is here. That's going to be officially our second episode on uh, basically uh, our new topic, basically for the year 2020. And uh, we are so yes. glad to be here with you guys. Already had a great start. I mean, literally, we had our first episode of 2020 literally on January 1st, and now we are here for more and just so happy to hear, be here with you, Bujix, and with our great listeners. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, uh, tell me, tell me, what, what, what is going on in the new year for you? What's, uh, what's on the agenda? I, I would, I'm pretty sure everybody would like to know. Wow. Well, here's a problem, I guess, with a, less, uh, a lot of us entrepreneurs, because we are generally used to working a lot. So we are, I'm going to say like we're workaholic, we, you know, we love to work a lot. And as you know, uh, basically, uh, when it comes to the new year, uh, usually all the work basically in many countries that I currently am working in right now actually drops. So that suddenly creates a lot of free time, basically. And for me personally, that's a great opportunity for reflection. So I have a great, a great deal of time to somehow reflect on the year of the past. And the more important, it gives you a great time to do some uh, reading uh, as well as uh, more intensive language studies that I do with my languages, basically, using various apps as well as other methods. So ultimately, it's pretty good, although it's just our nature. Like uh, we, we love our jobs and we love our basically activities. So we would love to keep working. And uh, when it's like the new year at this time, uh, generally we have less to do. So for a lot of people, they're just you know, trying to have fun and just go on holidays. But if you really love your job, you just uh, want to keep doing more of it. Right. So for me personally, uh, while I'm quite happy that I got the chance to actually spend more time uh, on self-reflection as well as studies, still looking forward to actually the uh, holidays uh, to be finished. Because for me, like literally, I'm, a, I'm good with two days, uh, maybe three days. But more than that really is not required for me personally. So hopefully I'm going to actually uh, try to enjoy this. And uh, fortunately, I work internationally, so I can still work in different countries. Uh, and hopefully we'll be back at work uh, after the holidays around January 7th. And uh, it's going to be great. Awesome. That's good. That's good to know. And uh, it's, it's quite exciting. And uh, I didn't mean to pick, now that I noticed, I didn't mean to pick this gloom of a topic on the second episode of our year. But I guess... Uh, there's no good time for, for gloomy topics. So the topic of today is basically, uh, we're going to talk about the signs that your friend or your partner is depressed and how we can help them. So, um, first of all, the question is why the fuck, the fuck do we care? Well, obviously we care because they're our friends, they're our partners. We don't want them to feel bad. We don't want them to feel depressed. Now, what are the ways? So in your opinion, uh, what, what are the, what are the signs and, how, how can you tell? First, telltale signs. And I'm not talking about deep end. Obviously, deep end, it becomes a little bit more easy. But the very beginning, what are the telltale signs that are somebody's going to the edge of depression? Wow. First of all, a great topic, Pujix. And uh, more importantly, your first uh, statement was about why the fuck do we care? And that's a very, very great point because ultimately, I really believe that it's uh, somehow about how much you care about your friends, right? So people who don't care about their friends, partners, uh, loved ones, they don't really put the time to understand whether or not they actually have any form of depression, let alone try to solve it. So the first issue that comes to my mind is how we can actually deal with that level of empathy with our partners in order to actually understand and care about their problems. Because unfortunately, in the modern world, we are so busy with our own tasks. And uh, of course, uh, I'm from the United States, you're currently in Canada, and uh, in our North American culture, basically, we have this 
emphasis on individualism as well as focus on the self, fuck others, let's get, get things done. And this is, of course, uh, not very healthy. As I realized recently, I was reading the book uh, Civilized to Death. Uh, about the issue of how capitalism and uh, obsessive focus on the self can actually uh, jeopardize our overall mental health and happiness. So uh, the first issue, obviously, is uh, why should we care? And the reason is very simple, uh, and that is uh, depression, unlike many other uh, basically uh, psychological issues, can linger on for a very, very long time and can sabotage not only the relationship, but the person that we actually care about. Uh, more importantly, can actually prevent people from achieving their true uh, potential in life. So if you have someone, a friend, a loved one, a business partner, a colleague, staff members, vice president, whoever you have that is currently depressed, trust me, if you're part of the same team, if you're living in the same household, if you are going to the same college, if you're going to the same office building, you are going to both be affected at some point because depression, unfortunately, is rather contagious in that the negativity of one person eventually affects the entire area because uh, it leads to us serious, uh, basically, uh, a series of problems, including depression, including loss of motivation, as well as occasionally what we call passive aggressive behaviors in that the person uh, somehow uses that negativity inside and then tries to uh, somehow use that to get rid of his or her own problems by going passive aggressive with his or her friends. And as you know, what passive aggressive means is simply uh, you trying to uh, passively cause harm or create problems for your partner without actually openly, directly uh, starting an argument. So generally, there, there are a lot of reasons why we should care about our partners uh, suffering from depression, because uh, ultimately that is uh, a sure sign that that depression cannot be somehow resolved by itself. Let's be honest, guys. Most people simply cannot recover from depression alone. Now, there are some people... I mean, they're not a lot of them, basically, and most of them are perhaps experienced in the field of fields such as psychology and neurolinguistic programming and some other fields that actually work on themselves. But even those people still need others when they themselves somehow get down because depression really is best resolved uh, in teams and with the help of other people. So if you really care about yourself, if you care about your family, if you care about your team, your group, your company, your friends, you have to understand that uh, they're somehow depression can actually affect your life as well. And more importantly, it'll lead to major problems down the line. Uh, unfortunately, now, I don't know about you know many countries uh, that I'm currently working in because I haven't done the research, but in the United States right now, depression is unfortunately rising rapidly. And there's no surprise because uh, the current trends, uh, people spending a lot of time on social media, comparing their lives with that of others, and then not moving a lot very much physically, and a few other factors like this all have contributed to uh, a society where a lot of our basically kids are now growing up basically depressed and uh, with a myriad of other psychological disorders. And this is actually destroying America from inside. And I'm pretty sure this problem is not uh, somehow limited to just the United States. And this problem exists in many other nations. So it's a byproduct of modernity, if you will, because depression and modernity somehow go hand in hand. And because of this, we need to actually take measurable steps to first understand the signs and then somehow use that uh, knowledge to uh, help these people in need and try to help them recover from their problems, basically. So that's a very, very important issue, basically. And uh, I don't know, by the way, uh, Pooja, just about Canada. What are the uh, rates and numbers of depression in Canada? I don't know, in, uh, campuses and colleges. And uh, I mean, do you have any ideas about this? 
Well, I don't know exact stats, but um, I, I reckon it would be quite similar to that of the United States, um, give or take, maybe slightly better, because it's generally a... a, a I, I think Canadians are a lot nicer, and you guys are just generally, for the most part, just nice. I mean, like, you <laughs> have better... And, and, and like you're a lot more European than Americans, so you value yeah. equality a lot more. There's a lot more social uh, support in Canada, basically. But ultimately, it's not limited to any one social system. It's just a global issue because we're talking about like a lifestyle that is somehow modern, spending a lot of time on smartphones, browsing through social media, not moving so much, not being necessarily so much goal-oriented. So uh, because of all these distractions that are right there, it's so easy to get depressed. And that's a problem, basically. So we have to somehow know this and find ways to deal with it, actually. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I, it's, uh, so, again, I don't know exact stats as of the, what is in Canada. But, again, I'm quite, quite sure that it's uh, 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 close enough to the United States that we can assume them as one, uh, give or take. Now, being, right. point, point being that it's big enough that we need to care uh, in this country as well as probably most countries, uh, most uh, first world countries, uh, the minimum. Now, um, and I agree with you, I think. Uh, one of the reasons you want to care, obviously, is you care about your friends and families and partners, etc. But at the same time, even for very selfish reasons, you, you still want to help people that are around you, that are in your exactly. community. Because, yeah, your environment it, it, it makes, a, makes, a, makes an impact on who you are, what, what you feel, how you become. Uh, you want a group of social circle that is motivated and excited and, and, and not... Um, too much, too anxious, and too upset, and too depressed. And Absolutely. not to say that depression is like no stigma against it. It's it's, it's a problem. If if I get a cold, if I get a flu, nobody's gonna blame me. It's like, oh, you're like, why did you get the flu? No, <laughs> like we we want to uh, uh, acknowledge the problem and solve it together. And that's hence the vaccines, right? Anyways, exactly. So, so now, now we talked about the, this phenomena as being a problem, and I think most people have a, if, like, I believe most people either firsthand or secondhand or, or by some degree of separation have had some experience with, um, uh, with depression in one form or another. Um, either knew somebody who was depressed or knew somebody who knew somebody. Well, we all heard about stories about depressed people and the, the, the ramification of those, and we definitely sympathize now. My question is, now you mentioned some problems that are causing them. Um, and and now, now I'm wondering what are your thoughts on the remedies, potential remedies of this phenomenon? Well, of course, I think the best way to find the remedies and the ways to fix this issue is to actually know what caused them in the first place. And of course, the reasons behind depression are plentitude because ultimately there are many reasons. You cannot just you know sit here and list all the reasons why someone can get depressed. But ultimately, most depressive symptoms basically is about someone facing with certain traumatic experiences in their lives and uh, failing to experience joy and happiness for an extended period of time. And this over time can actually lead to depression because uh, the human nervous system is kind of like that, is that if, if it's not getting the kind of uh, pleasure and joy that it really wants from life, if it's not in that what we call an NLP state, uh, that is uh, somehow leading to a good overall emotional feeling that if experienced over a prolonged period of time will automatically lead to depression. Now, other than that, of course, depression has a, a, a variety of physical reasons. And I think that's one of the biggest issues with depression uh, in the modern world is that uh, depression can literally be caused by, uh, for example, sleep deprivation. 
if uh, in, in our hectic lifestyles where we don't have enough time to sleep, if you are deprived of good night's sleep for an extended period of time for days, weeks, or months, eventually your brain will experience the symptoms of depression. And that's a mere uh, biological factor. And of course, lack of physical activities, lack of physical engagement in general can lead to depression. Uh, a great reason for experiencing depression, of course, is lack of self-esteem. That's one of the biggest issues in the modern world. And that's why I talked about social media is when you see a college kid who's 19 years old, just looks at, uh, you know, uh, the photos of uh, certain people driving exotic cars or going on cruise ships and all those things like, oh, my gosh, look at this guy. I got nothing. Look at his girlfriend. And I got nothing. I'm a virgin. And. All of these thoughts that goes in his head or her head ultimately will make him feel like, oh, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. And that itself can lead to depression, which is why uh, it is proven that the more time someone spends on social media, the higher their likelihood of uh, depression. And the same thing, of course, goes with TV and movies in general. The other issue when it comes to depression generally, or the major causes of that are uh, not feeling a great sense of connection to your environment and people around you. We are humans and we are social creatures. We are not designed to be loners. However, the modern world has made it so much easier to be alone together with that so-called technology. And that is a major contributing factor to our unhappiness as well as basically rampant depression in that the modern world allows us to create the illusion of connection with other people via social media, online, and other things at the same time, it deprives us uh, of all the opportunities to really connect with other people. And that itself can lead to depression because ultimately it's very hard. I mean, uh, it's very hard to find people who are depressed and at the same time, very socially active, involved, connected, and really uh, somehow tuned in to their environment. It's just very rare. Oftentimes when you look at depressed people, you feel like they're kind of like loners sitting in the corner somewhere, not talking to anybody basically. And that itself is partially because of our modern culture, especially in the United States, where people find it a little bit hard uh, to connect other people and to build meaningful relationships. And because of all of these factors, you will then have the issue of depression. And you mentioned about how to resolve the issue. Well, obviously, we have to address them one by one. And we can actually get started if you want on each of these issues. If you want to, like, uh, just uh, go ahead and, like, uh, divide them in different parts and different styles, we can actually talk about them as well one by one. Yeah, of course, and uh, I want to add to that the the notion of okay. I also want to add to that. Now, we talked about other people, but sometimes we like on a minor level or uh, or, or a more severe level uh, deal with depression ourselves. Sometimes now, my question is exactly how can, right. How can we? How can we? Uh, first of all, understand. So I I myself find that in my personal limited experience that uh, a lot of the times people do not acknowledge that they, they have some degree of uh, upset or depression. Now, what are the telltales personally? How can you tell if you're becoming depressed and um, how can you kick yourself out of it super quick? That's on a personal level. That's right. Well, as for self-diagnosis, basically, generally you are getting depressed if you are starting to exhibit a couple of these symptoms that I'm about to say here. And if you start noticing them in yourself, then you should probably be aware that you are on the path towards depression. And these symptoms are number one, uh, most importantly, it's when once you uh, your brain somehow uh, stops producing what we call the pleasure hormone. So that simply means you stop taking pleasure in the things that used to give you pleasure. 
So let's say, for example, you're a huge, uh, I don't know, hockey fan, because now you're in Canada, right? And you would somehow love to go to these uh, events and just follow it up. And all of a sudden, hockey doesn't really mean so much to you. Perhaps you were into, I don't know, video games or movies or music. And all of a sudden, your favorite games, movies, or uh, albums don't really attract your attention so much. Or perhaps you were into some, any active, doesn't really matter. You stop taking pleasure from things that used to give you a lot of pleasure. That's uh, the biggest, uh, basically, sign of depression, because that simply means your brain is not uh, on the path of, basically, recovery, and you're now on the path towards further degrees of depression. Secondly, of course, is loss of energy and lack of motivation. So when you're depressed, generally, on a physical and biological level, you have less energy throughout the day. And more importantly, you have less motivation to go and achieve bigger things. So when that happens, you simply don't have any more desire. So the kind of ambitions you used to have, all of a sudden, you start asking that, what if all of this for, basically, what, what if I try this and nothing basically uh, happens in the end? So you start going on the path of the what if road, basically, or the path of what's all this for. And because of this, you somehow lose motivation and drive. So ask yourself, uh, do you feel like perhaps you're maybe for a, for so long you want to buy that cool hot car or you wanted to start your own business or learn that foreign language or, I don't know, uh, lose, uh, for example, uh, weight and shed some pounds. Perhaps it's been a while that you just don't feel like there's any reason to do so. Like you don't feel like motivated to go to the gym or uh, to hit the books or to simply uh, start working on your business. These are all uh, some of the telltale signs of depression. Additionally, of course, it is uh, the quality of your relationship with the people and your desire to be alone. Unfortunately, depressed people, generally speaking, don't like to socialize as much as those who are not depressed. And once you put it all together, you realize this is a very, very dangerous condition, which is why it's, for the most part, silent. You see, depression can remain silent for a very long period of time, sometimes even for years without the person knowing, and this is going to affect their performance all across the board. And once you somehow understand that these are the early signs, it's like, oh boy, hold on a second. I, I think I'm getting a little bit depressed. And trust me, don't worry. It is normal to get depressed. If it's not going to last for a long time, I mean, every one of us, even some, someone like me could occasionally experience a mild depression for a few hours or even a few days. But generally speaking, depression does occur and it occurs among all of us. It's quite normal. The problem is, however, for some of us, it might linger on for a very, very long time, for months or even years. And that's when things could get very dangerous. Uh, and obviously, when it comes to uh, the remedies, in such cases, you have to understand that even though uh, depression could be caused basically uh, psychologically, a lot of the times the best solution actually involve uh, the use of medication. Now, personally, I'm not a huge fan of medication. Uh, at the same time, I'm not a psychiatrist, so I'm not uh, basically qualified to uh, somehow uh, disagree with psychiatrists and to say that, no, you should not go to psychiatrists, you should not take this field because I'm not uh, basically a psychiatrist. I'm not qualified to make that kind of statement, and which is why I'm not going to somehow uh, get away from the idea of not going to psychiatrists. I have a lot of my friends who actually have gone with uh, therap therapists and psychiatrists, and they got some you know, pretty good results. Uh, but ultimately, I, I'm personally a fan of lifestyle change plus changing your perspective more so than I'm a fan of just drugging yourself with, I don't know, Prozac and other types of antidepressants. However, with that being said, I do know that there are certain cases of depression that simply cannot easily be recovered without medication. 
in that case, of course, we, you definitely need to uh, seek professional help. So in this podcast, uh, Pujish and I are not saying, okay, don't go to psychiatrist, stop taking the medication, because that's simply not correct. That's a very dangerous <laughs> advice. I know right. some actually give those advices to some people. They say, oh, you should not take that, stop it. That's simply not true. Uh, so you, you must seek professional help when, when things are tough. And if you've been on medication for a while, you can just stop taking them. So you have to actually consult with your uh, psychiatrist about that matter. But generally it comes to myself, uh, I really believe that the best path towards depression is to reverse engineer the depression and then try to do whatever led to depression and then change it. And we earlier mentioned about some of the reasons why we get depressed and some of the signs in ourselves and other people. But ultimately, uh, recognizing depression in yourself could be a lot easier than doing than somehow seeing your friends suffer, which is why, uh, since earlier you asked me, Pujix, how do we know if others are depressed? Generally speaking, you need to ask questions because you might not even know. You might even not know that your spouse has depression until it's too late and she or he is filing for divorce. So ultimately, you want to be on a lookout for these signs and symptoms, if, and, 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 let's say among your friends or family members. If your wife used to be very energetic and all of a sudden she's silent all the time, or if your husband was a go-getter, let's go and let's go make some money, and now all of a sudden just he stays at home and plays Call of Duty all day long, something's probably going wrong. And uh, Orion, you maybe I should do something about it. And of course, the best solutions to uh, basically all forms of depression. I mean, Pooja, can you guess like what do you think from my point of view could be one of the best solutions to overcome depression? I think you like to do stuff. Gyms, maybe? Absolutely. I'm a fan of doing <laughs> and not thinking. God damn it. I mean, there are so many advice like take a deep breath and just forget about it. It's not going to work out, man. If you are depressed, go do something. And more importantly, go do something on a regular basis. Because depression takes a long time to form. And depression does not disappear overnight. It takes time as well. But ultimately, you want to go do something. Now, Pujix, if I want to do something, what should I do with my time? Okay, I'm depressed right now. I'm sitting in my room thinking about how terrible life is. So what the heck am I supposed to be doing? I mean, I, I would take, take up something. Like uh, if, if you're, let's say, let's say you're not excited about your job, etc. Just pick up a hobby and you don't even have to like research or oh, which hobby do I like. Just do it. If you don't like it, drop in and do another one. You see? You see? Of course, you're already well informed, Pujix. But ultimately, picking a hobby, getting busy, taking action, all of these things will actually allow us to somehow uh, start taking action and uh, try to go towards a path where there's a clear goal. I think I can summarize the entire, uh, basically, approach towards facing with depression in three sentences. Number one, set goals. Number two, just get started, even if you feel no motivation. And number three, go and spend time with other people. Don't be alone. Don't spend time alone. Go out, meet your friends, go to the office. If you want to study, don't study alone. He's like, I have no motivation for the exams, man. I start reading and I just lose my focus. Don't study alone. Just say, here's a goal. I want to pass my exams pretty well. I got no damn motivation, so I'm just going to get started anyways. And I'm going to study with my friends or classmates, right? So ultimately, you want to follow these three steps. First, set a goal. Second, just get started. When you're depressed, you will not feel any desire for it. You will not feel any sense of motivation. You just got to get started. And the, the key to stay uh, basically uh, in that path is to involve other people. 
stop being alone. Hang out with your friends. If you want to, if you're, let's say you're an entrepreneur and you just somehow got depressed because of lack of sales uh, in your uh, business for the past two months or something, don't try to solve that alone. Go to your partners and share your problems. Look, guys, we've got a problem. They can do something about this matter. So the key here is avoid uh, basically solitude at all costs. The problem, unfortunately, depression is this. Like when you're depressed, you want more solitude. But at the same time, more solitude usually leads to more depression. Because depression is simply nothing more than a state of mental preoccupation with negative thoughts and ideas, fears, and the things that simply cause you pain or at least deprive you of joy. And there's no way, doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert, you need to start hanging out with other people, spending time with them. All of this will then allow you to actually find a way out of depression, hopefully without the help, you know, without the help of medication or Prozac or all the other stuff, because I'm not a huge fan myself. And I think that that's uh, somehow problematic. And if you follow these three steps, it becomes a lot easier to fight off uh, basically depression, uh, because that you will ensure your chances and will allow you to uh, somehow not deal with it all by yourself and let the power of being in a society in a group setting help you and give you back that, you know, zest for life. Excellent, man. This is this is some some good stuff, and I I think I'm I'm on board with you, and on the most part, at least. And you know, look, I mean, if you're depressed, I get it. It's difficult, and it's usually so difficult to do it alone. And and you need the help of others. So the first step is acknowledging it. Sometimes that that alone is one of the one of the hardest steps because, well, nobody wants to acknowledge that, and especially if you are depressed, you don't even you don't even, and you you tend not to care about stuff. You tend not to be excited about stuff or uh, either way. So it, I, I get it. It's a hard place. So that's why we introduced the idea of helping someone who's depressed and getting them out of that black hole that Thanks. is sucking them all the way. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's, uh, th yeah, I, I would totally want somebody to, to knock me in the head and be like, hey, dude, you need to get out. You need to, let, let's do something. Let's, let's, let's get out of this, this hell hole. Um, now, we covered a lot of good stuff, but I'm wondering if there's anything, any final touch that you want to add before we... Uh, of course, leave. I will, but I'm actually curious, Pujas, right yeah. now, uh, do you uh -huh. have any story of your own or around your friends of people? Because uh, one, in one of our, basically, episodes, I, I remember you were uh, talking with one of yeah. our guests about this very issue. So do you have any experience yourself helping a friend recovering from de uh, depression or even yourself like uh, that you can actually share with our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I I had uh, like from minor depressions, I had some some experience uh, with with quite, with quite a lot of uh, my my friends and acquaintances, and uh, I think I think the basically the gist of what you said, you like you gotta accept it and get get yourself by by the bootstrap and get out of it, and uh, and and with the help of a friend. And you're right, we had an episode with uh, with Kenny and and, and Ali. Back um, a while ago, we just put the information in the in the in the in the comments in the description of the, this episode. Exactly. If you're interested, just check it out. Well, that, that that was a very personal episode. We didn't give like professional advice or anything because none of us, as Dan mentioned, are professionals in this area. But we basically shared our experiences of how each of us potentially dealt with um, depression and how we or or we knew somebody who did and how we basically uh, managed to get out of it. So it was a very personal episode. I think that's a very useful one. Um, again, I'll put the, all the information in the description. We'll put it on the, um, on, the, on the description section of this episode. So you can link, link to it and go there and listen. Excellent episode. Loved it. Loved doing it with the guys. I appreciate those guys too.
but yeah, it, it's quite a lot. And um, again, it's just about um, that movement. When when the water is stale, uh, it it's not going to move on its own. You got to move it, and um, and that's basically the gist of it. Absolutely, absolutely, great point. Yeah. Now and uh, yeah. So before we close, do you want to wrap up and add anything to? For sure, definitely, the definitely. Mix? So. First of all, once again, I want to thank you, Pujis, for this great topic, quite relevant. Of course. And I remember one of our actual listeners directly asked about this issue once and wanted to discuss this on our episode, basically. So today we talked about depression, one of the most common yet silent symptoms in the modern world. Everyone that you know could perhaps be silently suffering from depression. Your parents that you think are doing just fine, your mom, your dad, the elderly, your brother, your sister, your wife, your husband, girlfriend, boyfriend, doesn't matter how great they look on the surface, people can easily hide depression, even very close people. So we mentioned earlier that you should not look at what a person says. You can't just go to your friend and say, so buddy, are you depressed? He says, of course not, man. But the fact of the matter is that depression sometimes lingers on for too long. And we mentioned earlier that the best way to know if your partner is depressed is if he or yourself are experiencing some of these symptoms. And those symptoms were, number one, loss of motivation. Number two, uh, somehow failing to uh, experience a lot of pleasure from life, especially from the things that you used to get a lot of pleasure from. That's uh, one of those biggest signs. Thirdly was lack of energy and uh, sleep deprivation, sleep problems, uh, ruminations of all kinds, and uh, uh, lack of self-esteem and major self-esteem issues. These are all some of the symptoms. And we said that if you see them in yourself or your partner or anybody that you know, it's time to act. And we mentioned that the best way to get out of depression is to stop thinking and start acting. We offered three steps. Number one, set a goal, any kind of goal. Just set a goal. Even if you don't feel any desires at a goal, just set a goal. God damn it, you're depressed. Of course, you have no desire. Number two, we said just get started, whatever it is. Whatever stupid goal you just set for yourself, just get started. Whether it's to finish your degree or to start a business or to, sign, I don't know, somehow start learning a new instrument, just get started. And third, we said, avoid isolation at all costs, especially in the phase, the earlier phase of recovery, you want to be uh, with people are, are, that, that are around you all the time. So socialize, go out with your friends. If you want to do things, do them with your partners, friends, and other people, because there, uh, the, the more time you spend with other people, the less likely it is for you to experience depression, especially if you have a very good connection with them. So uh, if you really hate someone, so please, if you're depressed, just don't hang out with your lousy friends that you hate. But Definitely seek the company of those that you like and care about because that is the antithesis of depression. It's almost impossible to feel a great sense of connection with people around you and feel depressed. And the number one reason behind all depressions, of course, is uh, the decreased quality of connections that we experience with people around us because we are social creatures. Humans are social creatures. We are not meant to be loners. We are not meant to connect with our friends uh, via screens uh, all the time. We are meant to connect. We are meant to see each other. And more importantly, we are meant to touch each other. It's proven that the more hugs we get from our friends, the better we feel about ourselves. I mean, ask yourself right now, how many hugs have you received from your friends, family members, loved ones, kids? How many kids? How many uh, hugs have you received from your kids, from your family members? How many? How many uh, hugs have you gotten from your partner? These are all very important. How much touch do you have in your life today? Now, of course, one is handshake, which is pretty good because a lot of our you know, interactions nowadays are even without handshakes. But uh, generally speaking, there's a direct correlation with the amount of physical touch. 
it is proven that uh, infants that are deprived of touch of all kinds will die in a matter of days, unfortunately. They need that touch. And we are all humans. So increase that uh, you know, uh, connection. We're living a very, very high-tech society. But our high-tech societies have made us low-touch. I want you to switch it and start being high-touch. Now, of course, uh, I'm not talking about sexual harassment here, guys, so please be careful. Just uh, not, don't go too far. But the <laughs> point is, you want to move towards that high-touch attitude towards life. Start meeting people. Hug them. Uh, grab your buddy's head and like, hey, what up, buddy? How's it going? If you're depressed, this will get you out of that mood. And more importantly, depression cannot be resolved overnight. So just meeting your friend once over coffee is not going to cut it. You need goals. You need obsessions. You need a passion to go forward. But when you're depressed, you simply don't have that. So by disciplining yourself to just keep taking action towards that goal, eventually you will find the passion too. And this allows you to recover from your depression. And the same thing can be done for your friends. If you see the same symptoms as your friends, just go, go hug them. Say, hey, my man, come here. Go, go give this guy a hug or they'll go, go hug your girlfriend, whatever it is, right? Just give these guys, you know, give these guys a chance to feel connected with you. That will help them a lot. And more importantly, try to not abandon whatever you do. Even if your depressed uh, wife or husband, son or daughter says, just get out of my room. Just don't do that. Spend time with them. Just try to spend time. That alone will get them out of that depressive cycle and allows them to focus on you instead of on their ruminative thoughts in their head, basically. And all of these things, hopefully, will allow you to first uh, realize that your partner or yourself uh, basically is involved with uh, depression. And secondly, find some ways to resolve it and to help them to get out of depression. Excellent, man. That was uh, a great episode full of content. I loved it. And I'm, uh, I hope uh, our lovely listeners will also enjoy and uh, harness the power of this episode and the adjacent episode like the the combination i again put the description uh link to the descriptions and you can you can listen to the both of them enjoy them apply them help someone help yourself and thank you again dan as always you join us and you um, spend your time with us i appreciate it it is my pleasure buddy it's always an honor to be here with you discussing great topics and interesting uh, issues together basically i love it thank you thank you for that and thank you guys for listening coming back again as always Keep coming back. Keep giving us good suggestions. We love your suggestions. We use your suggestions. Your fellow listeners love your suggestions. So keep them coming. And until a later episode, have a good day. Take care.